Hello and welcome to the Over Under Cheapers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, coming on down here in the sissy blue shirt, this season waterfall. You know, I used to be an, a UCLA fan. I actually do. I remember you wearing a visor a lot. Yeah. Big visor guy right here. I don't know if the listeners know that. Well, big visor guy. Prior to prior to hair loss, you got to protect the scalp now. You know what? Can I just can I, friend to friend? Can I just tell yeah. you something? I think sure. it's a cooler move to do like Matt Nagy style. Do yeah, I have lost my hair. Still rocking the <laughs> visor because it's uncomplicated by hair now. It's because I'm, see, not, I, I'm not kidding you. I thought about it so much. Do it. Then there's just, no, there's going to be a ring. No, do it. Mowing all the time, doing all the yard work. Have you ever seen that reel where it's like one Golf day thing? you'll 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 leave this earth or something, or you'll leave this life, and it's like like YOLO. You know, like don't have any regrets. Don't You're have any regrets, me Jason. If I've seen one of the the trend reels, I know you've seen course. all the trend reels. We've got a trend. We've got a real correspondent here, like R E E L. Speaking of, you took some shots, and do you want to talk about this now? What are, what shots? What, are we talking Applebee's? about the AUA? No, not no. I don't want to go like through the looking gra- glass because I know some people listen. They're like, I don't know what your other thing is that you talk about all the time. But I will like. I just want to. I want you to be like the avatar for the listener who does, who was at the AUA, who, or who does listen to the podcast. Um, I got really, honestly, I got ratioed and ethered and shaded straight into hell by my beard because people talked about I look like Tim Allen before he turns into Santa Claus. No, and I, one I did person it. said that. No, people said it and people, there was a lot of momentum. There was a lot of there momentum. There was not momentum. It. That's not true. There, it felt, there was momentum in my heart. I, I felt, I felt really humiliated and ashamed. No. And I, I trimmed it today. I was like, I'm not F oh this, gosh. F this life. I hate the internet and I will be true. Then you let beard. them win. This I know is what they, we've talked about. They hundred percent won. You know what? You let people win when you don't wear your visor. You and your gloriously baldish no. head. Wear a visor, bro. I don't want a ring around my head. Who cares? It's gonna look like I'm gonna look like LeBron James, but just because I have the headband on when Why I'm not, not wearing a visor or a headband. Jason, you know the demos. the The focus group said, "Don't talk NBA." Why are you talking NBA? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I see. I can't wear visors because uh, I I got uh, HR puffing stuff on the side. The hair puffs out, and like it, it creates like a boundary situation on the visor. So I can't. So I have to wear the full American red blooded hats, of which I have a giant villain head. So I can't even wear most of the hats I want to hear. And honestly, we're a few minutes in this podcast. And you haven't you haven't even talked about how I'm wearing a vintage Tampa Bay Bucks hat. And I just I don't know. Like where, I was, where I was are we giving stand? it space. I was giving it space. First of all, the colors. I, I just. If they went all gray, I think they have done this before. Maybe color rush. If they go all gray with their uniforms, with that light orange and yeah. that bright red, that, that's that's the move. That is the move. I don't think they'll do. You're right. They won't do that because they're going to. Which is what? Full which is what I just described. I just described your hat, and it's and it's absolutely it magnificent. It's glorious. It's a it's a gallant buccaneer with a knife in his mouth. So um, you, and a, and you're a now avoiding fire. the full Applebee's conversation. Is that correct? You you changed the subject as fast as you could. Honestly, I don't. I don't know what we're talking about. What, what did I do? I took shots, took at, Applebee's? shots at Applebee's. Do you like the commercials? Are not great. Yes, wonton tacos on the appetizer. Brute are you an Applebee's defender? And I didn't know this about you. Oh my gosh! Are you, you serious? Like, is it? Do you know someone who goes like who works there and like you get freebies or like why? Do you, why are you a defender of Applebee's? They've got wood fire grills. Name something bad tasting that you've ever had at Applebee's. Name. Jason, it. everybody has wood fire grills. Okay, you just toss wood who? in there and it's a grill. Who? And like, boom. Oh, I've really? got one out here. Burger, you Burger King. Some wood chips. Listen, I thought about after the AUA last night, everything's closed because of COVID. Everything closes like at seven o'clock now here in Cleveland. Great. I don't think Love that's it. how COVID works, but okay. No, it is. It's like you can't staff anybody. And Non-political like, I, statement. I was, I was in line at McDonald's and the lady stuck her head at the drive-thru window. She goes, we gone. We gone. Yeah. And I've already placed my down. order. So that wasn't great. And I thought about Burger King because it was still open. And I was like... No, Our don't world, debase bro. yourself. Don't do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Go, just go make a sandwich. Burger home, King so. is where we can all focus our negative energy, not Applebee's. Do you think Edward Ron is the Burger King of coaches? Because I kind oh, of am worried. You're that taking some. Uh, you weren't. You weren't wrong. But and, and I know you didn't want to do it. But yeah. I cannot believe. Back to the sissy blue. I cannot believe he said that comment and then didn't make his team win. If <laughs> you say that is, comment walking in, you have to. You win. have to make your team win. You have to win, even if you have to. Did cheat. you read the story that it wasn't even the guy that said it? It was this no. kid wearing sissy blue shirts. Is sissy blue like a like, crayon color? Like if you buy like the like the sixty four crayons, will you get a sissy blue in that? Is that like a formalized thing? I didn't know that. I mean, I highly doubt that in twenty twenty one that there's. I'm gonna, gonna, ask, I'm, gonna blue. I'm gonna stop all the momentum of this episode, and I'm gonna ask you a question. I already know the answer to. I don't, but I feel like I know. 
are you a big crayon guy? You a big coloring book guy? Oh, first of all, no, colored pencils all the way. Crayons are so, oh my gosh, crayons are the worst. They're not consistent with the layer that they're putting down. And then you get those humps. Absolutely not. Now, the the move with crayons certainly is the dark border. I, I think Ashley does an incredible job at coloring. She, does, she uses think, markers. She's on another another level. And she does like the dark border and then the yeah. light on the inside, right? That's uh-huh. the move. But I'm, I'm a sorry. pencil guy all the way. Honestly, I'm realizing I probably don't say the word correctly because you're saying crayons and I'm saying crayons. Like I really like a long thing. Crayons. Crayons. Like I really space that out. I just, I, I think we're probably... I mean, we did. We talked about Edward Ron. Is he going to lose his job after the season? We said probably not this season. Probably next season. Um, maybe we're still on that timeline. My question is like, how far away are we from him being on Game Day or him being on like the some kind of college football <laughs> wrap up show, but completely in subtitles? <laughs> yeah, but what? But what network? Okay, because it's not going to be ESPN. They're not going to let Fo- that pass. It's going to be Fox News. Brady Quinn's going to kick it to Edward Ron, and they're going to be like, <laughs> be "What FS2. did you say?" <laughs> FS2. Here for it. I'm so in. Right, if I could now. like if I could rent Edward on like a food truck, I would bring him to a birthday party just for the enjoyment of the adults. So, oh my gosh, that's incredible. I'm, I'm a big fan. I just feel like we should pitch that on Shark Tank. I'm <laughs> I'm a big fan of Deep South needing um closed captioning. So, I think I know that you're like uh big into audio, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you're a podcast audio guy here. Yeah. But what if we just tried that for a month? Like bring him on the on the podcast. No, you just completely just throw your voice and be like, "Hey, here's." Oh, just be like, "Go Tigers, go Tigers!" As always, <laughs> commit to it. The over under chief was the bonus. See, you're telling me to commit to the visor. You need to commit. That's <laughs> not commit. the same, but I do. Like I've been living my life waiting for someone to give me an excuse to talk like Edward Ryan. So, um, as always, the over under chief <laughs> is a proud member of the podcast media group, and this is a show intending to consider news from the sports world through the prism. Of overs and unders again. We're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. You know, I say we're not experts. I will say we're red hot. We're red. I mean, by we, Andre is red hot. So we'll get to Let's Andre talk about here in that a second. for a second. Do you want to save it? Look, look, so I'm I'm not doing great, but I did place a hundred dollar bet on Georgia. Um, so I'm doing you better. You did place yeah, a hundred dollar bet? Triple dish, bro. Yeah, man. Come on. I, I, I was feeling it. I had a little too much to 50. drink. No, okay. I doubled down. See, I went this to... is the stuff that we need to talk about because okay. you do this. Because last episode, we were talking about a triple-digit bet, and you're yeah. like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Maybe that's two episodes ago. And you're like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. And you yeah. did not tell us in the thread that you placed a $100 bet. Yeah, because I didn't want to be humiliated when I got beat. <laughs> oh, you know? gosh. But, and I feel like if I don't say it up front, I can't celebrate it at the back yet. Hey, I can't be like, do you have anything F-I. that you want to say to me for forcing you from Clemson to the Georgia side? Oh, thank you. I, I have to thank you guys. I'll, I, I planned a uh, Not statement. Andre. He sat back. Go, go listen to the audio. He was like, oh, Jason, we did it. And I was like, you just sat there. I'm yeah. the one that convinced him to switch sides. Good to cop, back cop. Really, hey, there's always a good cop. There's always to what a bad he cop. really wanted to bet. It's a yin and a yang. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm feeling good. I think we're all feeling good. So Heck yeah, um, look, man. Looking forward to this weekend. Looking forward to the rest of this episode. Um, before we get to uh, Andre and Better in Theory, I thought we, we have a couple over-unders that I feel like maybe are timely for the context of, because NFL is kicking off, obviously. We're recording this on Wednesday night. By the time you guys listen, this will be Friday. So uh, we're going to miss the Bucks dallas game. We're still going to talk about it at the end. But, you know, the NFL is kicking off. We're celebrating. We're so excited uh, uh, for the NFL to be here. So we're, we're going to celebrate that spirit here in our over-unders before we get to Andre. So the first over-under we're going to talk about is um, what I wanted to uh, throw to you was, you know, last year, 14 teams made the playoffs, right? Um, and the big the big story with the NFL is it's parity, and it's about its ability to uh, remain relevant despite always kind of turning over who is contention for the postseason. So uh, of the 14 playoff teams in 2020 who made the playoffs, how many will repeat uh, their playoff appearances? I've set the over or under at nine and a half. Do you like the over or do you like the under? I've got to take the under. Uh, so it's a big deal in the NFL. And this is not an every year thing, but on average, on average, half the teams that made the playoffs the previous year do not make the playoffs. That's right. And and typically it's, um, what, 12 teams make the playoffs Yep, yep. Uh, in the NFL. And so that means that six of them are not going to be making the playoffs year over year. Like that's a very consistent thing. It's actually pretty incredible if you go look at it. So big math Nine, and data guy right now. Big math Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Guy. I'm just breaking down numbers at this yeah. point. Um, nine and a half out of 14. So last year was the first expanded playoff season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to 14. One, only one team got the bye. 
mm-hmm. in the first round. Did you like the expanded? Gonna, did you notice a difference? Did it change the product for you at all? I, I really, I really didn't notice much of a difference. I mean, yeah, other than the care. fact that it was, it was clear that the number two team did not get a buy. Yeah, that means the only number one team got the buy. Uh, other than that, it, it was still the same number of rounds. It was not that big of a deal. They slotted it in. They they re uh, redid the brackets based mm-hmm. on seating each round as they've always done. So it wasn't like guaranteed like this was moving on to play this team no matter what happened. Yeah, you know, they reseeded the brackets. Uh, I'm not look. I'm not one. a big stoolie for the NFL. I'm not a big fanboy for the NFL. I'll take my shots when I have my shots to take. Well done, because I really enjoyed it. Everything was everything was nice and well done for me. Yeah, one more team. Here we go. Okay, so uh, let me do this then. So you're yeah. saying under. I'm gonna yeah. let me throw AFC at you, and you tell me how many of those you feel like will make it, and then we'll go NFC and we'll do the math. Um, so AFC, uh, the Chiefs. Yes. Bills. Yes. Steelers. No frauds. Okay. Capital Tight. F. I like it. I like it. Look, sometimes, so honestly, sometimes you lay up a little bit. I like when you go strong. Who? I like when you go strong to the basket. Sometimes you? you're Ben Simmons. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Sometimes you, you go Ben Simmons. Do you want to do this? Do not call me Ben Simmons. <laughs> you don't like that? Team, hey, Team Australia. <laughs> he wouldn't even play for your team. Hey, you know what, bro? I put my money down and I took my L, but I put the money down. Okay. Good, hey, good odds. Good value. Those great on odds. Those fantastic odds. Um, uh, Titans. Yes. Somebody's okay. got to win the AFC. AFC wolf, South. wolf. Uh, Ravens. No. Browns. Yes. Colts. No. Oh wow! Did it, are you okay? Did it pain you to say that? I'm not a Colts fan yet. You give me. Oh, yet? I thought I thought you yeah. were. I thought you were like a good dad, dad of the year in Colts. No, fan. free agent, man. I'm like Rob Lowe. I'm wearing the NFL logo hat. I love it, man. Be free agent. I think we need to normalize being free agent of teams that you. Well, with. I was thinking about that though, and it's actually not good for the pod. You and I need to have like distinct teams that we like, so that we can really uh, lay into each other. Okay, this is good. This is like, good, and I'm okay with people hearing. I'm okay with people hearing mom and dad fight. Okay, because here's what I do. <laughs> I I go strong in the paint. I go hard. I live life out loud. Every week is Shark Week for you. Are you boy. serious right now? Yes, a hundred percent. Because we, I go every hard time with we get my the takes. Better in theory, I cannot force you and Andre to pick an over and under on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, because that's gambling and Jace. I'm saying about my life. What did I tell ben you last Simmons? week? Simmons. I was like Joel State. Embiid and better in no, theory every listen, time. I was like, Florida State sucks a butt. And you know what? Florida State didn't suck a butt. That's my bad. I took yeah. that L. That's okay. You know what? <laughs> but you. I took that L. And I'll eat that L. And I'll, I'll I'll move on to fight another day. And that's okay. So in lieu of me having a team, I give the hottest takes, my man. So you can have your team. And I can like diss you about that. But I have the hot takes. And that's how you can diss me. And I think that's the natural And you know what I want to do? You know what? I want to mm. bring mom and dad together. And I... <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, all of that's going to get cut. All of literally gonna... all of that's going to get cut. <laughs> it's okay. We'll play the music. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Here's what I'm thinking. Are you an NFL Shield guy this year? No. You Bucks? I mean, listen, yeah, I mean I'm a Tom Brady guy, right? I'm a Tom Brady guy. That's, right. what, that's I think I'm... we should pick one AFC team and one NFC team and then just the it's a pod team. Okay, I don't I don't gas, hate that. We're going to we're going to gas them up. Okay, let's talk off air and we'll introduce that team next week. Okay, my honor code. Team. We'll we'll decide before the games this weekend, but we will introduce those teams next week. Teams of the pod. You know what I mean? My team Friends might of the be pod. the Rams. Um. Let, okay. Okay. So that's four. You have four of the of last year's teams making the playoffs. Now let's four of seven in the AFC. Yep. That's I right. think the Colts are not going to make it. Ravens are not going to make it. Steelers are not going to make it. What about you for the AFC? Um. I've got. Um. I've got the same. I've got the Ravens making it. So I'm at um five instead of okay. four for you. Yeah. Uh, Ravens were were a bit of a thing for me, and three from the AFC North. Made it last season, and I just do not believe that that's going to be the case this year. Uh, okay, NFC Packers will they remake the playoffs? Yes. Saints. No. Seahawks. No. Washington Football Team. Yes. Really need them to pick a name. Honestly, I really do. I okay, really like I was that. thinking about this. I'm, it's starting to grow on me. Wow, really? Just like insert name here, Washington. It's going to be weird when we go from Washington Football Team and it, which is WFT, which I I love uh, as their logo, and then it's going to be like. The Washington Capitol Buildings. It's like, oh, what are we doing here? That's a great name. Have you trademarked that? You should totally trademark <laughs> that. Uh, Buccaneers. Yes, of course. Rams. Uh, yes. yes, of course. Solid. Uh, Lock it in. <laughs> Bears. I'm going to say no. Okay. So Even though at, I've been talking up Andy Dalton. <laughs> so you're I'm at kidding. eight. You're at eight. I'm going to go. I'm, yeah. See, I'm at, um, I've got 
the Seahawks and the Ravens making it where you don't. So that's where I'm on the over um, and you're on the under. But I feel like we're in the ballpark there. I I do feel like there will be more than we think. Um, But it's like I know the Niners are going to sneak in there. When you start to – it's when you start looking at who made it – I'm sorry, when you stop looking at who made it and you start looking at who you think is going to make it this year, um, you start to run out of spots for people. So, and certainly the wise too, because the Seahawks somehow got in because the beginning of the or the beginning of the season they were bad, then they got good, and then they got bad again. Yeah, and they were bad in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and I I think they are. If we're talking about teams trending up or down, I think they're trending down, and I think this is going to be one of those teams. Do you remember when Auburn um, hired that? Like it was before Gus and everything. It was uh, almost I think it was after Gene Chizik. Uh, they hired like a like a spread option, like a wide open guy uh, to run their offense, and it went terrible. And they fired him after a season. That's what I feel like their offense is going to be this year because I think they're like, hey Russ, I know like your whole thing is improvising, but what if you like didn't ever, and you have to do exactly what we say in the pocket. I think he's going to get tired of that like in game seven and it's not going to go well. So I could see them uh, easily not making the playoffs. Okay. So I like that. So let's go over under number two. Um, and this is uh, one NFL player. So, you know, we're not going to like do a number here, but I thought it'd be interesting to on the eve of the uh, NFL season, um, talk about each of us have one NFL player who's overrated going to this year and one who is underrated over and under. Do you get what I did there? Do you see what I was going for there with this? Uh, I really enjoyed it and I'm really hoping we get good feedback on it. Okay, good, good, good. So, so give me, who is your one NFL player? Or you can give me multiples if you want to, but who is overrated going into the season? Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on the downward trend, certainly, right? Okay. I mean, he came out hot, hot, hotter than anyone's takes on these on this podcast. Now, and you're talking about just, coming out of college? He came out hotter this season he came out hot. Yeah, he, he, no, he came out his rookie year. He was yes. incredible. Yes. Second it was a terrible year, draft like, pick, oh but my gosh. he was still very good. Yeah, second year, it, it was not a revelation. Like, it, it was not like a one-off, right? Yeah. Still pretty good, right? I think he's going to fall off. Um, do you think he's going to fall off, or do you think the apparatus around him in Dallas is going to fall off? Very fair. I think it's both. I think that it's going to be uh, an insurmountable situation for his yardage gain. Yeah, yeah. See, I what I, pros. I like that he lost some weight this year. And in Hard Knocks, I saw like that old six pack was back. That's good. Cons, my man is weird. Yeah, exactly. He's a goober, and that's not like I'm not saying that as a pejorative. He seems like he would actually be a good hang where I didn't think he would, but he seems like a like a just a golden retriever of a person. Um, and I Which feel is like wonderful. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful life skill, but I do think he would be in a situation where Mike McCarthy is like, "Hey Zeke, need you to watch some tape on the Washington football team," and he's like. Got it, but I do want to crush like 16 hours of the last Airbender animated series on Netflix. Don't sleep on that; it's a green light. It's a really good show. So I will be doing. I'm prioritizing that Mike McCarthy. So all power to Zeke, seriously. But he seemed high the entirety of Hard Knocks, and like not even a drug high, just like high on life. You know? Uh, no, definitely happy. Oh, you, okay. High. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Honestly, I was a little disappointed. In Dak. Dak said too many f words. For my taste, and I'm a guy. I I do. Oh, not I have, thought he used it well. No, see, I don't have delicate sensibilities. I don't clutch pearls, and I watched a couple episodes with my son, so I was a little more thoughtful about it. But I was so just you like, were clutching pearls. No, I was just like, Ugh, I'm gonna have to explain this later. But it was like, even when I watched a couple episodes without my son, I was just like, Dak, like you just like said f Pizza Hut or something. I was like, Pizza's not even here. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you just need to chill out. I feel like he's got a lot. I didn't of notice that. Rage. I'll go back. I, I did not notice that. I I, I did notice some. I, I it was weird. When Dak was swearing. Yeah, it was. It was. I reset my expectations of I thought he was a pretty, you know, bland guy. His favorite color is gray. Uh Uh-huh. Not not (laughs) overly exciting. Yeah. Dak cussing. Uh, It just feels like when you hear someone like a worker at Disney World cuss and you're just like, what? Goofy. Love it. Goofy, you can't cuss. What are you doing? Bring it. Bring it. It's strange. He does have that one baby tooth that just sticks up in his gums and I love it. I think it humanizes him because otherwise he's a superhero. Otherwise he's a Marvel superhero. Um, I, my overrated person, man, honestly, I have like 20 um, and I'm just going to hit you like rabbit fire uh, sure. receiver division. I've got Juju and T Y uh, Hilton. I just feel like, you know, they were good. T Y is hurt. I, I don't know that I would call that overrated. He's okay. been hurt for a I know. couple years now. No, I know. I think, but like, I think he's properly rated on the downside of his career, but T Y is hurt. That's his new like name. And he's always hurt, so he is yep. overrated. You know, you got to be. What's the best ability, Jason? 
Availability. Say it with me. Availability. No, availability. T.Y. I feel like he was really good when Andrew Luck was here, and Andrew Luck was like 16 years ago, so we got to move on from him. Uh, Juju, I I thought the fact that the Steelers were willing to let him walk and no one else was really interested in him that was interesting to me, and I think it's a lot of his like the TikTok drama. But the two one, uh, the two quarterbacks I really wanted to talk about was um, Lamar and Big Ben. Uh, for Big Ben, I think when when most Hall of Fame quarterbacks die professionally, they die hard. You know, it's Peyton Manning throwing wobbling ducks for the Broncos. It's yep. Joe Montana. It's Joe. It's 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 not fun. And I think Big Ben is not the guy who's like. I'm going vegan this year and I'm going to bed at 10. He's the guy who's like, I didn't sleep last night. I'm going to watch some Rick and Morty, eat some Chinese food, drink some red stripe and big burp. I'm ready to go now. You know, big Ben honestly is like the, the, the definition of quote diet starts tomorrow, you know? And I just, I don't think that's going to translate to the <laughs> season of the NFL and Lamar. I think Lamar's super talented. I think he's capped in terms of how far he can lead the Ravens, but I really think he's going to miss games because he's going to get injured because he runs and that's just how it works in the NFL. Um, and I also think because he's unvaxxed, he's just, he's either going to get COVID again or he's going to be exposed by someone. And he's going to have to sit out a lot of games because he's unvaxxed. And I think he's going to miss if I, if you said like over under three and a half games, he misses this year, I would say over because of injury and COVID stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you Juju. I think that is a great call. I think yeah. that he's not going to have you. the best year that he needs to get this contract after this yeah. season. Lamar, I'm totally on board with that one. Big Ben, I think like TY, availability. I mean, that's the best ability. I've always said that. And I think that Big Ben is just injured so much that it's just going to be like, hey, man, you're done. Are you hearing buzz besides the diet? Are you hearing like, oh, he's throwing well and stuff like this? And that's why you're thinking like it's just not going to happen. You know what it is? Uh, It's um, he's old. He doesn't take yeah. care of his body. He doesn't take care of himself. He doesn't take care of his mind. And that offensive line sucks. And there's been a lot of turnover. And I'm realizing as I've become a gambler, what the, one of the things I, I feel like I'm going to fixate on is um, offensive lines. If there's, a, if there's a matchup with a bad offensive line and a good defensive line, I'm always going to fade the bad offensive line. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think the Steelers as a, as, a, as a team, as a collective, I think there's a lot of institutional stability there, but their offensive line is going to be bad. And I feel like that, that bodes not well for Najee uh, Harris, and I feel like that bodes not well for uh, Big Ben. So um, any underrated players you want to talk about? Yep, my boy. My, my, sweet, my sweet boy for this year. Okay. Ma- Matthew Stafford. Is he your number one boy for this year? I think he is. Now, I, I just want just... you to know, when you, when you designate a number one boy, then I, I take all the poison I have for that person and I put it away because that's what I feel for Lane. Whether you guys want to throw poison darts at Lane, I don't care. He's just my number one boy, and I hope you guys respect that. But if not, that's your journey and that's your decision. You have to if deal you go with back God. and listen to the audio, we're, we're not throwing po- poison darts. We are no accusations. Pro- no accusations. We're trying I'm just, to protect you. I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. Look, did I it's love not- Lane cutting in to the telecast and being like, I don't know. <laughs> Good thing is ben Ten, Big Ten refs can teach us how to tackle. Loved it. Full send. Love my man. Oh my like gosh. he's so good on it. So if you're telling me this is your number one boy, I want to see that, Jason. I need to see a little bit. Okay. Okay, you want to see again. Is it weird that he didn't play any preseason? Did you see the list of starting quarterbacks for week one that didn't play a single snap in the preseason? I did not it, actually. It was like twelve. It was crazy. So you have Matt Stafford as your number one boy going into the season. Now, I needed to clarify this. Does it count as underrated if he's wearing a sweater on the front cover of a magazine? <sighs> That's my only clarification. I think, Just he's, because getting the, I, I think he's getting the hype, but I, I think want, he's going to be really good this year. Uh, are you worried, though, that everyone is saying he's going to be really good this year? And you're yes, going to look up three games I in and be like, I think he's Ooh. been a really good quarterback on a really bad team. So if he that he didn't just lose that he's not as old as Big Ben sure uh, but why wouldn't he be better in Sean McVay Sean McVay's system I you're just not think wrong he will be I do think he takes care of himself a little bit more I think he's competitive and I think he does seem like a person who's like I have been in uh, Waco the night before David Koresh got stormed. Okay. It's not very specific reference. Honestly, I didn't know I was going there, but it just went. (laughs) So I'm going to go with it. Okay. And now he's like, I am at Disney world for a little bit. And I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm going to like ride it out as long as I can. So I do think there's, there's like, there's a bump effect. There's a, there's a, I'm free and I'm going to play 
as hard as I can, and I have a coach who can actually maximize my capability. So I think it's I think it's a great pick. Hey, if you um, really have the hottest takes, one of your underrated is also going to be one of your overrated. Let's see, oh, let's see what you got here. God, that is spicy. That I don't have that, but I can I can refashion that. I can say Big Ben. I think he's he's due. He's going to have a huge year. Uh, I'm I'm uh, short. He's on I'm not diet. Short. He's stuck to the diet. <laughs> he's he's uh he has lost weight. Have you have, have people told you that he's lost weight? Oh His face gosh. looks skinnier. His face looks a lot skinnier. Look, Ben Big Ben is like one bad Popeyes weekend from being the way he was last year. So don't let anybody tell I you think, that. I think the thing is that every Wednesday is a bad Popeyes Wednesday for Big Ben. And then it's just like trying to make weight for the game. Like that's on that's on me. There's no such thing as a bad Popeyes Wednesday. It's always good. Popeyes is good, full stop. So that's on me. Would you rather eat Popeyes? Like a, a ongoing Wednesday lunch date, Popeyes with Big Ben or Ed Orgeron? I think it's obviously Ed Orgeron, right? Yeah, that's not even close. I know. Sorry, I was working I don't it wanna, out. And I don't want to do man. anything socially with Big Ben. I'll wait till Andre gets on here because <laughs> there's a Big Ben anecdote. Oh anecdote we have uh, in regards to somebody's wedding. Uh, remind me to bring that up. I had Josh okay. Jacobs. It's not very sexy, but I feel like Josh I Jacobs for the Raiders. Uh, I feel I like he's it. on the East Coast we would be talking about him like we talk about Saquon Barkley and he would be in like a mayonnaise commercial, an insurance commercial. He'd be in, on like a, like a Stevia or Trulia or liquid IV commercial. You know what I mean? But because he's out in Las Vegas and because Mike Mayock is not great at his job and Junker is not great at his job, we don't really know about him. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I it do true. not like 100%. Mike Mayock at all. Baby, no, that's the spice daddy brings. True. And if you don't like it, then get out of the Here's of the, the spice, spice that I cabinet. bring. I think Mayock and Gruden have done just fine, and they're going to have a great year this year. Okay, so let's do a steak dinner bet on... Okay. Raiders will the Raiders be 500? Will they be 500? Okay, or? yes. Deal. Deal. Over 500? Also, I need to look at that. Yeah, Honestly, be, I said it, and I hadn't thought about it, but I need to look at be that. Nine, they'll be 9 and 8. They'll be 9 and 8. Okay, let me look at the schedule. Let me look at the schedule, and then we'll shake hands on it on our code. And now we want to welcome in uh, the triumphant Andre Three Stacks. Andre, how we doing, man? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. Go dogs! Uh, what <laughs> yes, a weekend sir. in Charlotte. Uh, we had a we had a time. NFL gets fired up this week. Let's go. Let's do it, man. Let's do it, man. And but so uh, you know, I want to ask you about your weekend because you were you were boots on the ground, not just with uh, the George Clemson game, but you also um, were uh, on the ground with the Charlotte Duke uh, upset. But before we do that. Andre, Jason and I were talking about uh, Ben Roethlisberger before you came on, and I wanted to ask you, do you remember a certain bachelor party you and I were both at where <laughs> where we showed up to a bar and the uh, bartender uh, told us that we just missed out on a certain Steelers quarterback who was sexually harassing her? <laughs> oh, my yes, gosh. takes place in a certain Georgia resort lake town yep. uh that was for things that was before things were yeah, before uh, a separate woman was like he harassed me and he has a great penis uh we knew that we knew that ahead of time we just weren't you know we weren't like savvy enough to get that out in the news so i just wanted to make sure i wasn't dreaming that but that that is uh, that's my ben that. rossberger story so <laughs> Okay, so Andre, talk to us. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about Charlotte, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the George Clinton game, the floor is yours. Absolutely, yeah. We had a time. Uh, rolled in Friday morning. Uh, a friend of the pod, Coach Will Healy, is at Charlotte. They were hosting Duke as a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, they won with a score inside 30 seconds uh, of the fourth quarter. They, um, it was their first power five win ever and obviously first win over an ACC team. So, uh, had a, you know, it was great to be around friends, was able to uh, be in the locker room post game just to see those guys. I mean, they, you know, how hard they work and, uh, the joy that they had by, by getting that, that big win. And then we, we spent time with him, uh, till late in the evening consuming, uh, some adult beverages. So it made for a foggy sort of Saturday morning, but we knew we had to get ready because, uh, we were there for Georgia Clemson. And, you know, as we mentioned on the pod, we, we sort of saw it was going to be Georgia's defensive line versus mm -hmm. Clemson's offensive line and then vice versa. Clemson's defensive line against Georgia offensive line. And, it was truly uh, one of the best defensive performances that that we've seen, especially in a, a number three versus number five primetime game. You know, I think it's less a commentary on both individual offenses because I think both individual offenses will be will be decent. It's more these were monster defenses, you know, and especially like the oppressiveness 
with which Georgia played in, in the in the time and the day and age of college football that we're experiencing right now to completely dominate a game like that is unheard of. And I'm so glad I let you guys talk me into uh, betting Georgia and I reap the benefit of that. Absolutely. So, it's it's hard to, to believe that uh, Georgia didn't score an offensive touchdown. Actually, no offensive touchdowns were scored. <laughs> uh, if you had told me they were going to score 10 points, I would have said we probably lose. Yeah. Uh, but if you had told me that we're going to hold Clemson to three, I would have told you you are full of it. Yeah, uh, but uh, here we are, ten to three, uh, number two in the country now. Let's uh, let's roll, uh, Jason. Let's pivot to you because uh, we have a we had a Florida State Notre Dame matchup that I severely underestimated. Um, and N- Notre Dame, if they didn't play like giant babies, they blow that game out. But they didn't. They chose to play like a bunch of juvenile children, and it got really close. Um, as a Notre Dame fan, how what was your experience watching um, that primetime game? First of all, I don't like any of the uh, commentary here. At least they showed up for the game, unlike uh, your boy Lane did. I heard that he didn't really have COVID. He got scared. Oh, who's your source? Who's your source on that? <laughs> same, huh? guy, same guy. Same guy. <laughs> Brad Stevens, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We're, are we just wrong about both teams? Florida State didn't look bad. Notre Dame didn't look bad. It's just they didn't play like a number eight team. Is it weird that like Jack Cohen, I was like, man, he's having a terrible game. And they were like, he's 27 for 28 with 300 yards. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't really. I I thought he played really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And this was the weekend of, this was the weekend of tight ends, by the way. It really was. The Alabama tight ends, um, the, what was it, Penn State tight end, um, Notre Dame tight ends. Like there, there was, there were so many tight ends just stiff arming people and just laying the wood after catching the ball downfield. It was awesome. You know, I I underestimated FSU. Um, they're they're better than I thought. And uh, the McKenzie Milton storyline was incredible. I don't know yep. if he can sustain that, but I thought he was unbelievable. I do think he was benefited by. I don't really understand Notre Dame's decision to just be like, "Hey, we're going to give you everything you want." Uh, short and on the ground and you can just march down the field and get all the momentum and you'll get all the crowd back too and it'll be great this is our this is our game plan and our strategy i, I, didn't I love do that. wonder if that w- yeah i do wonder if that was because they were just so scared to give up the big plays that they had to give up something and sure as you kind of saw with the penn state wisconsin game even though it wasn't like a blowout or anything penn state won that game because they had like six big plays throughout the game and then wisconsin would clamp down on defense and i think that that's one of the things that notre dame was just like we just cannot give up the big play and then they, they just probably like you're stating they just overestimated that giving up all of the, the small plays would add up like that for this fsu team that i think that really overachieved in week one uh whereas notre dame probably underachieved in week one uh a little bit but they still play the great matchup. Yeah, they still play great. So and uh, got the W. They did not cover. Yeah, yeah, there were one set of footprints in the sand, and it was Jason carrying us to that big old L <laughs> against the spread. How many units Man. did you win? Do you want to do this now? Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about how Andre's record was so great. I, I would yeah. like, I would like the record to show I won more units than Andre did this weekend. I feel like, but there's got to be have to say what the value of the units are per person. But just from a unit count, Listen, I won more me, units than Andre did. Who is being drafted off of? Who's the one battling the wind and the elements? That's the person I want to reward, not the people running closely behind him like, like Newman Queen and like uh, Cars 1. Why? You know what I mean? That's, how, That's a very relatable okay, reference. Good, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Cars because in racing, yeah. you don't want to be the front car sometimes. Maybe that's just NASCAR. You certainly do want to do that in F1. Oh, I see what this you're doing. Is, you're trying to talk about F1. So anyways, and, and couple I'm of not going to let it happen. Comments. I'm not yeah. going to let it happen. Okay, I walked into F1. that trap. That's my fault. <laughs> George Russell to Merck. Let's go. Um, I think you're Michael Keaton in Cars 1, and I think Andre this weekend was Lightning McQueen, and I just think we need to respect that, and that's okay. I think that's, that's a, a great huge job. compliment because I love Michael Keaton, so I'm going to let that live right there. America's Sweetheart. It's Brennan Frazier and uh, Michael Keaton, I think. I... So I, you know, you guys had some great experiences. I do feel like I have some take checks, um, to just to like acknowledge here. Um, I, I talked about Penn State sucks and James Franklin sucks. They did go, uh, they beat Wisconsin. I feel like they tried to give that game away six different 
times, um, but they ended up with the win. So I want to respect that. Uh, Penn State, I still think you're overrated, but I, I need to acknowledge that you, you won and good job. Um, FSU, same thing. I thought you guys were terrible and trash. Um, I think you are, but you showed up and you played well and Mackenzie Milton's awesome and that's a great storyline. So great job by you. And I do think this was maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, I need to apologize to uh, Bo Nix because I thought I, th- I, I, I just think Bo Nix sucks. But he did yeah, go in Akron and go 24 I didn't know this one was coming. I didn't know this one was coming. Yeah, he threaded the needle. He was really, I don't know if Akron was any good, honestly. They might be terrible, but he played pitch and catch, you know, and that's, yeah, that's more great. than he did last he year. He was terrible so. last season. You do not need to apologize to him until he can even string three games you know together. what look he's I'm an a, sec a, quarterback Th- string three games together um let's let's move onward let's move upward let's talk about this weekend we have um honestly a trash college slate uh but it's okay because we're buoyed by the nfl um so let's start we're gonna talk about oregon um at the ohio state university um i don't know i was like weirdly unimpressed but also very impressed by ohio state last week um because that was one of those um we ended up taking Ohio State in the points, and it didn't look great, and then it was fine, and it worked out okay in our favor. Um, I uh, not man, for me. I, I had minus fourteen, and they and they won by fourteen, and you that's all right. had thirteen. Apologies, and a half and twelve and a half or something. So yeah, I, I got under that line in there. That's yep. that's on you. Uh, that's uh, that's okay. That's oh, all right. Okay. Not a team anymore. <laughs> Interesting. I I think Oregon's a little better than people think. I think they're a little. They have a little more talent, a little more flash, a little more razzle dazzle. Um, I, I see this game as like they'll get up early. Ohio State will come back. Um, I'm not super impressed with Ohio State's defense, kind of like Oklahoma. I feel like they're North Oklahoma. Um, I feel like uh, Ibrahim uh, from Minnesota got anything he wanted when he wanted it oh, um, before he snapped his He's leg. out for the season. Did you see that? I that's did, a tough and loss. I didn't need the announcement because incredible. I saw. 58 angles of his Achilles tendon or whatever snapping just, and just running up the running up his leg after it snapped. Like a, yeah. You like knew. a, like you a knew. tendon rubber band. Are you guys oh, pro listen? No. I'll never forget watching Mike uh, Doss uh, destroy Wills McGahee's leg in the yep. Ohio state uh, Miami title game. I just don't really, I, I just, it's, this is me and you feel free to push back. I don't need 16 angles, 16 slow-mo angles of someone's life being destroyed in their leg. That's just where we differ, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't love that, but I felt bad for him. I, I, I don't. Guy. I don't like those injuries either. Willis McGahee, They got me. I'm like, oh, what happened? And then you watch the one replay before they're like start warning you. Kevin yeah. Ware, I think that was his name. Louisville basketball wow. player was the other one. Yeah, that was a tough one. Paul Broken George. Chin. Paul George was the other one. It's just like, yeah, I happened? was on vacation He's when I saw that, it. and I was like. You know what? Time to grow up. Time to be a man and trying to be an adult. You're going to stare at this one. And I felt I, I shouldn't have done that. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think if I had to, I would take Oregon in the points on this one. Andre, what are you feeling for this? I think it ultimately comes down to for Oregon, does Kayvon Thibodeau play? So the, he's their all world defensive end. He had an incredible first half and then uh, got hurt. And he's de- definitely day to day. Um, so there's to be determined if he plays this weekend. If he does not play, uh, that really hinders the Oregon defense and the pass rush that they get. You know, playing at Ohio State, that's definitely worth almost a touchdown. They're yeah. they're nearly impossible to beat at home. So I'm actually going to take Ohio State minus the 14. I've got something like 38-21 Ohio State. Oh, okay. So you like them a lot more uh, than Oregon. Uh, Jason, where are you at on it? I'm also going to take Ohio State minus the points because Oregon – and this was something that uh, Knox's boy Lee Corso talked about on College Game Day, that Oregon was going to be looking past Fresno State towards Ohio State. Ooh. And they beat Fresno State by seven points at Oregon. Yeah. You still want Oregon in the points? Uh, I'm not saying I'm taking this. I'm saying I think Oregon's better than we think. And I think Oregon can um, run the ball a little bit. And I think Ohio State, like, look, if Ibrahim doesn't get injured, that's a different game. And I think Minnesota came yep. into that with the with a great game plan, and I think I, I I came away from that with more respect for PJ Fleck. And I think part of my as I develop my gambling strategies is offensive lines versus uh, defensive lines, but also really good coaches really preparing their teams. I thought Minnesota was so prepared. I don't know Oregon's coaching sensibility yet, but I feel like if they want to really lean in and run the ball, they can do that, and they can get somewhere with Ohio State. But I think that Oregon is – I do agree with you. I think Oregon's better than they showed last week. But I yeah. also think that Ohio State is better than they showed last week. And then we're now we're saying that Mich- I mean, uh, Minnesota played a good game against them, which I totally agree. And shout out P.J. Fleck, the next Mich- Michigan coach. I, I just wow. think that – I think at Ohio State, 
at the Ohio State that the yeah. Ohio State's going to turn the Jets on for this big You're game. You're not wrong. And look, C.J. Stroud, once he chilled out and settled down, it felt like every time he wanted that deep post over the middle from the slot yep. route, boom, <laughs> it was there. Every, and that wasn't just like barely there. It was there by 15 yards. So uh, you're not wrong. I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little more research, but um, Ohio State definitely wins. Whether I want to deal with the points or not is a, a whole different story. Um, let's go ahead and go. Um, honestly, probably the most unsexiest game we're going to talk about in the entire run of our podcast, but we're going to talk about Iowa and Iowa State because game day is there. Um, I look, I love uh, Jason. Why do you hate Iowa? Because of the primaries? No, you know what? Honestly, I love Iowa. <laughs> I don't know. Even and I love Iowa. that they wave at the kids. That's, that's yeah, honestly, that is, you've got yeah. jump around in Wisconsin is unbelievable and undefeated, but waving at the kids in the hospital is also undefeated. And I love that. Um, honestly, the big 10 has like the, the, whatever, I don't know what time that is halftime or uh, fourth quarter breaks. They've got the sec. That's the one way they beat the sec. Um, but, I, uh, Jason, you mentioned PJ Fleck, the next coach of Michigan. That's probably right. I think I'm going to love seeing Matt Campbell at USC next year. I think that's going to be yeah. great, and I can't wait to see him there. That's going to be um, weird, I, but yes. <laughs> it's going to be super weird. I I don't know. This kind of feels – I can feel this game going either way. The The problem I have, I really like Iowa, but their passing game, it reminds me a lot of, uh, of Pitch Perfect 3. You know, everyone's trying hard but it's not fun to watch and the results are terrible. And I don't know how that holds up against Iowa state. Uh, Andre, when you're looking at this, what are you thinking? Yeah. Game day, four thirty kick from Ames. You know, Iowa came out red hot against Indiana. They played elite defense, suffocated the run, uh, turned over the quarterback three times. You know, Iowa state almost got caught looking ahead against Northern Iowa, one sixteen to 10, a very sleepy performance. Um, but you know, like you said, I'm not one to bet against the kids, so give me Iowa in the upset, mm. 20 to 17. I like that. I like that. Jason, where are you at? Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say as well. I think that Iowa did what they needed to do against Indiana, who did not play a very good game last week. Maybe there's some potential uh, giant step back. <laughs> um, and that, you'll notice I said some potential for a giant step back after what was definitely an awesome year for Indiana last year. Uh, they just you just can't turn the ball over like that, and I think that Iowa ends up winning this. Iowa State just, I didn't watch that game, but I saw the highlights and read a little bit about it. Something was really off with them. And I don't, I don't know what was going on there specifically, but that was, that was not a good showing against not a big conference team. You know, and I think they did that last year. So it's not without precedent. Where I tend to go is I always defer to good coaches and good quarterbacks. And I think yep. Iowa State has the advantage there, but I would really, I know it was like a couple of pick sixes kind of really changed the complexion of that game. That's 20, 27 or 26 or whatever without those pick sixes, but they did happen. Um, I, so I'm trying not to overreact, but, um, but man, it's hard to not like what Iowa did. I don't like their quarterback at all. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they, I, and I don't know if Indiana is a fraud and we're going to find that out in a couple of games. I do yep. think it's hard. I think when you have an off season to be like, yo, our quarterback's name is Phoenix. It's so close to penis. I don't know if we want to play mm. for this guy. People, I don't think, I didn't hear Lee Quartz talking about it. So, you know, we're breaking news here. But I just, I don't know. Um, but I like what you guys are saying. And I trust you more on that. So, um, Well, so I, actually, all, I was just going to say, you might have just talked me into Iowa State. Better coach, better quarterback. I mean, I'm, that's kind of an interesting uh, way to think about that. It's at Iowa State. So, uh, we're not going to be we're not going to be waving the kids this time, so we'll see what's going on. Um, okay, let's move to the NFL. Are you guys happy to be in the NFL? Are you are you glad you feel yes. better in the NFL? I'm excited. Yes, this year. especially this weekend because it's a tough college weekend. It is. It yeah. is not a great college weekend. I think that was I a like great that first week of college, and then it was follow, followed up with this is no bueno. Yeah, and, you know they're deferred to the NFL, and that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip ahead. We'll we'll talk. We'll do Cowboys Bucks um, because by the time people listen, it'll already already have happened. Um, so whether we're gonna be revealed to be very smart or very stupid, um, it's the Cowboys at the Bucks. Um, I, you know, look, I think I'm probably biased, but I think the Cowboys have too many problems. I think Dak is gonna be a little rusty. He's gonna be pressing. I think Zeke's not going to be able to run because the the Bucks defensive line is very good. I think the Dallas coaching is uh, very stupid. It feels like they're pulled from a King of the Hill episode, and they're not very smart, and they're not going to be able to adjust on the fly. And I feel like uh, the Tampa continuity uh, will win the day. Andre, what are you thinking about it? Yeah, I'm definitely on the Bucks, and I think 
maybe even Bucks big. I think they definitely cover the eight. I think there's no way that Dak and the Cowboys can keep up with the Bucks, who, like you said, return all 22 starters. And then, you know, the Cowboys, they're going to be missing five or six guys with some COVID concerns. They've yep. got their starting guard is missing. So you've got a, a, a Dak returning from injury, rusty without a full, uh, you know, a full offensive line against that Bucks defense. Give me the Bucks big. Yeah, I think the the Dallas defense will be a little friskier than people are ready for, but I just don't think they're going to be able to score with the Bucks. Jason, when you're thinking about this, what are you thinking about? I think the Cowboys might figure it out throughout the year. I'm I'm not ready to write them off completely, uh, even with the hard knock hard knock stuff. Uh, but this this is just not the game. You got the COVID stuff. You've got trying to figure out bringing Dak back without playing in the preseason. Uh, this is just this is just not going to be the game that you want to. Uh, bet on or believe in the Cowboys. I mean, we could be eating our words, but I, I wouldn't. If that's the case, I'll just put my hand up and be like, "Yep, I was wrong." I mean, there that would be an incredible surprise. Yeah the uh, the Super Bowl champ usually wins this game, so that's one thing. Yep. Um, I also I never forget Kellen Moore is calling the offense, and I just I like I Kellen Moore. So you, you you don't like you don't like him at all, or you you think like his just, tactics, or you just like him throwing a forty mile an hour fastball over the middle. At I don't Boise know, maybe State. he just seems like a Texas Tech head coach to me. Like that's that's okay. like his destiny or something like down that. There. Yeah, he would really crush down there. I know the uh, the win the Tampa win probability is around eighty percent. So I feel like you know sometimes when it's everyone's on a team, I I tend to get a little weird. But I just think the COVID issue, and I I keep thinking of Mac, Mike McCarthy, and I just don't think he's a smart good coach. So uh, I'm on Tampa. I man, because I think the I think the line is at eight and a half right now. Do you guys like the the eight and a half? You like the points? Yeah, for Tampa. Yeah, I do. I mean. We'll we'll kind of get to this when we get to some of the picks. They will be mm. a part of an NFL parlay, uh, just to win, a money line parlay, just to win. But uh, forced to take an eight and eight and a half. I think they win by two touchdowns. So that that's yeah, probably, it's probably a play for me. I think you're right. I think you're right too. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Packers Saints. Um, so the, the the group of Packers will be at the New Orleans Saints, which will not be in New Orleans because of natural disaster reasons. It'll be in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, this is an interesting game to me because. I really think the Packers are going to be what they are and they're going to be really good on offense. I think they're going to be a little better on defense than we think. I think really what this comes down to, not to like super uh, simplify this, I think this is a referendum on Jameis. Will Jameis be good? Will Jameis be bad? Um, I, I'm shorting Jameis. I don't think the Saints are going to be good. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I think if Drew Brees is as good as we thought he was and as good as they say he was, then he's got to be somewhat irreplaceable. You know, there's got to be like uh, Cam Newton trying to replace John, Tom Brady. And I think, weirdly, Jameis is in a situation here in New Orleans that he was in in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was very good, right? And he couldn't figure it out. He couldn't stop turning the ball over. I know Sean Payton's there. I know he's a quarterback guru. But I just, I don't like it. I think both defenses are very, very good. I kind of am interested in the under because I think the number's at 49 right now. Uh, Andre, when you're looking at this game, what are you thinking about? Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is a man on a mission, especially after that uh, that off season. I think it could be kind of a big fu sort of season to the Green Bay uh, brass as he yep. you know plays his last year in Green Bay, and you know so no Breeze, no Michael Thomas. Give me Green Bay. I think they cover the three. I would be interested in the under. I kind of have twenty seven twenty. I'm sort of yeah wondering why the line's only three because it feels kind of easy, but uh, I will take Green Bay uh, minus the three here. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Jason, what about you? Uh, I definitely like Green Bay and the points, minus the points, but I'm not going to take the under because I think that I, I think that Green Bay probably has three touchdowns within the first half. I think Aaron oh, wow. Rodgers is going to come out on point. Uh, another quarterback that didn't play in the preseason, as we were discussing earlier. Uh, and then I think what's going to ha- end up happening, they're going to get up to 28, maybe even 35 throughout the game. There's going to be a lot of trash time for Jameis to be winging the ball around. And mm. that, that, that's where I think that there's going to be some of these, some of these initial games um, are going to be a little lopsided. I mean, some of these week one games, not just like uh, earlier in the week or anything, but some of these week one games are going to get a little lopsided. And then people are going to start trying to test out some other theories with all of the starting players on both sides. So I'm, I'm, I'm really liking Packers minus three. I also don't know why at a neutral site that this is Packers only minus three. Uh, that's a lot of faith in Jameis uh, for him taking over the saints, but Knox definitely, like you said, 
you got to give some kind of respect to Breeze. And I just don't think, even with Jameis's arm talent, which he definitely has, I just don't think that he's going to be able to come through and 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 take care of business against the Packers. Um, do you think, Jason, that there might be a Taysom Hill Jameis quarterback controversy after this game? I do not. I think that I, I think that. Um, they're going to stick with Jameis, and I think that they're going to use Taysom just like they have been in the past. I think we are due. I don't know if it's this game, but we are due for a Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, the Saints of our lives, you know, melodrama soap opera situation because Jameis is not, he's just, he's just not going to be good enough because he's not good enough. He's not Drew Brees. So there's going to be some institutional disarray. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but, um, it will happen this year. Um, okay. Let's go to our, I don't know, probably it feels like the marquee game of the weekend, uh, to me. Um, this is the Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, when I saw this game, I thought, ah, it's going to be the Chiefs pretty big, probably, probably by 10. Um, but the more I looked at it, the more I thought, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I, I, you know, I like that it's a home for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I like that they have their new O line. The thing I don't like is, I don't know if that line is, can, uh, is cohesive yet. And I don't know. I'm trying to account for everybody and their brother is going after the Chiefs. That's the game that's circled on everybody's schedule where it wasn't as much the last few years now it is like there this is like a potential dynasty in the making and we have to like make our mark with them and i also think we're not talking enough about how andy reed is a little bit like a real life augustus gloop and violet beauregard from willy wonka and the chocolate factory because he's very greedy but he's also he dresses in one singular color in red and i just think that's really interesting and that's got to factor into this situation so i think i kind of like the uh the browns and the points um right now andre where are you feeling at yeah, that's. I think I definitely agree that probably the best game of the weekend. Uh, it'll be fun to see both these offenses, uh, you know, how they look in this week one. As someone with a Chiefs Super Bowl future, I am high on the Chiefs this year. I think that they do win, but I tend to lean towards the Browns plus the six. Yep. I could see something like a, a 30 to 24, a 31 27, something closer than uh than maybe just a casual fan may see yeah 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 i agree uh jason what about you i i just i don't know if this ends up being a stay away from a spread perspective certainly taking kansas city to to win definitely putting them in a parlay maybe tease down the packers to like minus two and a i mean not the packers uh the 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 bucks minus two and a half and see what i can work out there but uh i i just I don't trust the Browns on the road week one. I do like them for the season. Um, but we were talking about overrated players earlier. I think Jadavian Clowney uh, now on the Browns. I think that he's kind of had a couple of stops of not making a big impression. And I'm just wondering if it's time for these Browns, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., Jadavian Clowney. I, I just wonder if, if, if it's some of these players have run their course. Um, but if they can put it together, Certainly, they've got a lot of named, talented people, but I, I think that it's Kansas City all the way on this one. Yeah, for Jadavion to last as long a free agency as he did, and yep. no one was super interested, I think that is telling. You know, the thing um, I want to throw at you guys, and Andre, I don't know exactly where you stack on this, but I know Jason, uh, just to bring you up to date uh, and up to speed, Jason is really thinking about making Matt Stafford his number one boy of the football season. He just wants to see one game. Um, I'm kind of thinking of like, I think Baker might be a shadow Matt Stafford, you know, of it's not as sexy. And I've always, I've kind of shorted Baker a lot, but I think um, they've got a really good offensive line. They have two really good special running backs. Uh, OBJ is going to be back. I think Kevin Stefanski is a very good coach. I don't think he has the publicist Sean McVay has. I don't think he has the haircut. I don't think he has the beard. The model the, girlfriend. The model girlfriend, any of that stuff. I don't think he has that, but I think he's really good. Uh, at uh, offensive play calling. And I've kind of, even though my head is like, don't trust Baker Mayfield, my heart is kind of like Baker Mayfield. You know, he, he finished 10th in QBR last year among all the quarterbacks. I think he just behind Tom Brady. Um, do you guys feel like after this year, I mean, honestly, you know, as much as this year's referendum on James Winston, I feel like this year will be a referendum on Baker Mayfield. Do you feel like he will finish better uh, in terms of QBR or just like raw feeling of like how he commands a team than he did last year. 
I certainly do. I think that this is kind of his the year to say is he an elite quarterback or not. Yeah. Um, I think he has the pieces around him, especially he's got a running game um, that can help take a little bit of pressure off of him. But can he make the big throw in the big spot to sort of win the big game? And, you know, I think starting in week one, he has the, a perfect opportunity yeah. um, against the Chiefs. So it'll be interesting to see. But I do think that he plays well this year and he'll be one of the guys that we talk about um, at the end of the year as having a, a special season. Jason, a, care to comment on this? I was a big Baker detractor in college. Yeah. Like big, especially coming into the league. I was like, number one pick. I don't know about that. I got to tell you. I you didn't like him doing the suck it at Ohio State University. I don't like a lot of stuff that Baker did in college. I'm very okay with it, by the way. I'm super okay with it. You're I'm okay with all okay the stuff with that Baker did in college? I wouldn't say that, bro. I think you just mean the Ohio State thing. I'm also okay with him trying to spike a flag in a turf field. No, nope, literally can't be done. But there, I appreciate there was other the things he did that you know that none of us are okay with, for the record. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know what those are, but I will caveat, yep, caveat, the, caveat. I don't like whatever you're talking about. Correct. Um. You know, I, I just think that I don't think he's ever going to hit elite. I, I don't think that this is going to be the year. I don't think it, three years from now. I think that there is potential here for him to be the best game manager quarterback of all time. Now, okay. we've seen we've seen years of Trent Dilfer do it, Brad Johnson, different guys do it. But I think that he is stringing together year after year of competent quarterback play in big moments and in not big moments. I mean, he came in early, what, his rookie year? I mean, he came in later in the season, his rookie year, and and looked pretty good and then had a, yeah. a medium year. And then last year was was really good overall. And I think that he's mm-hmm. going to go down as as one of those game manager pluses. I, I just I don't think he's going to hit elite, but I think he's going to be around for a while. Okay. So like a porn star level Ken Dorsey. For Baker okay. Mayfield. That is a That's very a that is a very specific pull. It feels like that is something you've been working on for a while. That's, no, that's that is that's just a great place for Baker to be. So I hope and pray that he does do good things. Um, okay, let's. So uh, just as a reminder, um, uh, the NFL primetime games, the Sunday night game uh, is Bears at Rams, where uh, Jason's potential number one boy will be playing quarterback, and then the Monday night special uh, is Ravens at the Raiders. Um, on Andre, as we transition into your plays uh, for the weekend, uh, feel free to talk about the primetime games if those are any of your plays, or you can totally disregard those. Yeah, I don't think either one are going to def- are going to be a play. Um, I'll be betting against Andy Dalton each week. Yep. Until they go with Justin Fields, so I'll have the Rams in a money line situation. I don't really like them necessarily minus the seven and a half, even though I do think they probably cover. It's probably stay away line wise, but I think that they definitely win. Um, and then no real lean on the Ravens Raiders at this time. Uh, you know, maybe give me the home team uh, getting the points. Ravens win, but uh, Raiders cover. Okay, okay, I like that. I I like honestly, I like Sean McVay to be like uh, I'm serving the whole kielbasa in this game and you're going to feel the pain Chicago. You're going to see everything I can do with a competent quarterback who can throw more than seven yards in the year. And I feel like that might be like 44, seven a situation. So I feel like I feel comfortable with the points. Um, uh, Jason, any feelings on the primetime games? Uh, I actually think that the Raiders are going to win and I am going to bet it. Wow. Big Raiders guy over here. I just, I just think that they're, they're solid. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. I just think that they're, they're forming their team, you know, ten percent better on offense, ten percent better on defense, ten percent better on special teams, and then the next year, ten percent, ten percent. They're just they're just slowly stacking up and putting some pieces together that I like, and I I just think they're going to be a, a competitive team. There's see the the difference between us is I think you have a lot of confidence in John Gruden and Mike Mayock. I do not. I feel like a lot of it is good, right? Like in the Despicable Me movies, the minions are always very helpful. But there is always a crucial moment where uh, Gru needs help, and one of them says "banana." This and I th- feel this like- and the Ken Dorsey pulls are just <laughs> like opposite spec on the spectrum. But my, like they both work. Great job, kudos to do you. Do they? But- I don't. I don't know that they do. But we're I here, mean- so let's just go ahead and follow through. I think you're forgetting all the banana moments, and you're assuming I think that they've been lessening. They've been the banana moments have been lessening. I don't like Mayock. I'm not saying he's doing the best job as GM. I just yeah. I'm just saying I don't think he's doing the worst job as GM. I think he's in the top, let's say ten to twelve. Okay, and See- and, and, and at the bottom of that, right? 
But here's some of this is my son and I, when we were waiting for new hard knocks episodes from the Dallas Cowboys, we, we, we watched the uh, Raiders hard knock season and watching them handle Antonio Brown and John Gruden being at a waterfall, uh, water fountain and explaining to an executive why Antonio Brown can't find a new helmet to wear and why he's gone bananas while putting his mouth on the water fountain. I'll, I'll mind you. That just made me think like, Ooh, I don't think these guys are smart. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is more likely to be at the Raiders next year or the uh, Broncos? Oh man. I didn't ever even I think Broncos is a done deal. Broncos is a done deal. I don't think so. Done deal. I never even thought about Aaron Rodgers on the Raiders. That is like it's hard to think turn. of him anywhere else. So it'd yeah. be fascinating where he does. I think Aaron oh, Rodgers he's going to be somewhere else. In black, right? In the black and silver. He's not going to be in Green Bay next year. We agree on that. Yes. I mean, I think that they scheduled the contract to be like that. That this is his yeah. last year, no matter what. Yeah. So I think he's Broncos a hundred percent. I think he looks at Jerry Judy and he's like. He's like, I just went from six to midnight and whatever I got to do to throw to you, my man, let's do that. High altitude, all that stuff. Um, okay. Why don't, uh, Andre, do you want to talk about, uh, the, the proper plays you've got for this weekend? Yeah. A couple kind of leans as we take a look at the college slate. You know, we've mentioned it before. It's not very good, but a couple of plays, Iowa plus four. We kind of mentioned that. Um, also NC state minus two and a half at Mississippi state. Okay. Mississippi state was lucky to beat Louisiana Tech this past weekend at home Crazy. down 20 points in the fourth quarter. Um, I will ha- I will be on the Pitt Panthers minus three and a half at Tennessee. Big Pitt Panthers guy this weekend. One, one of the biggest regrets of my life was not betting against the competency of the Tennessee offense, and that's my fault, and I've got to live with that. So that's something I'm dealing with. Yeah, and then two more, uh, Army minus seven against Western Kentucky. And then BYU plus seven against Utah um, are kind of a couple of the solo plays. And we will for sure have another Moneyline parlay that we'll release on Twitter. Uh, so be sure you're following us over there at OU Achievers uh, on Twitter. And, uh, and we'll also have a, uh, an NFL parlay, uh, likely looking at Tampa, San Francisco, and the Rams. That will pay you minus 109. And if you want to add Buffalo, who's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. uh, taking Buffalo with those other three teams will pay you plus 152. Sign me up for that okay. one. So let's go. Came up close to the pin. Um, uh, Jason, correct me here. We're Jason, 10. Andre, 8. Me, 5. Is that the correct accounting sounds, right now? Sounds about right. We don't have to go okay, sounds about right. Andre's oh, wow. stats. Okay. I know I'm in du- double digits. That's all that matters. <laughs> We're getting real loosey goosey with the stats now. That's getting close. I love it. Um, I've so I've got. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let you guys pick. Okay. Um, we have. I've got two options. One's a basketball centric one, which I didn't. I don't know if that fits with the vibe we're going for. It's Lavar Ball, or we can go with Rich Gannon Sex Cannon. That's kind of where oh, I wanted Rich to go. Gannon. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I just want to confirm. That's a confirm. decision I'm making. So we're going. Um, and, and I'm not. I, I've already. I've already placed my guess. I mean, I will tell you in his opening video, um, he is in a white t-shirt and the nips are hard in his white t-shirt. Yeah, of course. I don't know if that's a feature of like what he offers to you in his cameo, but his nips are going to be hard in that t-shirt every time. Um, so let me say mine first. So I, so there's no accusations of cheating. So I, I like, I won't draft off your scores. Okay. Jason's man, like note for the audio. Jason is taking this more seriously than I've ever seen him take anything because he's think feeling the he's heat. doing cameo.com. <laughs> I've never, never been, you will never find right. How do you spell Gannon? TTP colon world wide web dot cam. You didn't do the slash slash first of all. And second of all, I've never been on that site. Is that what? I don't understand what that is. Ready? Oh, okay. Okay. I, okay. I was 115. That was my guess. Your Jason is one eleven. Oh Andre my is gosh, one hundred! You you two are colluding to trap me in. I told you. I said, let me say mine first, so I won't be accused of cheating. And then you just went ahead and showed it. So that's on you. I'd already placed it because I'm an honorable guy. Uh, click through. Don't do this. Um, Don't do this. Rich Gannon is one twenty. One twenty. So I've got that one. That's me. That's me. That's your boy. I will say. Um, I don't know if this complicates it. And guys, just to answer your question, it feels great. It does feel great. It feels wonderful, feel warm and tingling hey, we in all are the good so places. Happy for you, you are not a threat to us. Thank you, thank you. Um, he he does say so for personal use. It's one twenty. Okay, so if it's just me, it's just you, just like Andre. It's anybody one twenty. Now, if you're representing a business, that's seven hundred bones. 
I will what? need 700 bones wow. to show Cameo you these has hard a nips. Business rate? I got to tell you, it's it's kind of <laughs> properly, it's kind of properly the right number for him. You which, think so? Yeah, I mean, we were doing base style was way undervaluing himself, yeah. and then Billy Blanks was way overvaluing himself. Like this, this seems about right for someone. So I got I got to give it to them, and, and we all guessed right around there. So you got to give it to that. Okay, now let me let me can I can I further out this articulation of who we've just chosen here? The first one is with him in a white t-shirt, white Raiders hat, hard nips. Second one is him half and like seventy five percent of the frame is in front of a green screen, but the other twenty five percent is an oil painting of him as a Raiders quarterback. Okay, do you know how he describes himself? NFL legend dash Raiders. Okay, so he is self described NFL legend. I don't. Did know he win the Super Bowl? Is he in the Hall he of Fame? He got, he got boat raced by the Bucks in like, oh, I don't know, 99, oh, 2000, 2001, yeah. something like that. Um, that's the Bill Callahan year. Yeah. His, so, his, um, his okay. His ex mentor. His ex, uh, yeah, ex mentor. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over Under Keepers. Again, uh, uh, thanks to everyone listening. Thanks to everyone um, for subscribing. The best way to support the show, leave a five star review. Leave a rating. Subscribe to us so you don't miss out on future episodes. And tell your friends, tell your family to listen to the Over Under Achievers. As always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason. We'll see you next time.